This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Congress kicks the can down the road, keeping the government open until right before Christmas. The clock is ticking for employees at the Bureau of Land Management to decide if they'll be joining the agency out west. Federal employees may have to get trained on supply chain cybersecurity. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. House and Senate appropriators have agreed to pass another continuing resolution to stave off a government shutdown. Nita Lowy, chairwoman of the House Appropriations Committee, says Congress will approve another CR to keep the government running until December 20th. Lawmakers hope to use that time to reach final agreement on appropriations bills that would fund agencies for the rest of 2020. Relocation notices went out to 159 employees at the Bureau of Land Management yesterday. It's a key step in BLM's planned relocation to Grand Junction, Colorado, and other western states. The Bureau says employees have 30 days to decide whether they'll accept the reassignment. They'll get another 90 days to move to their duty stations. BLM says it's gotten approval to offer relocation incentives to employees who decide to move. The incentives will be worth 25% of an employee's basic pay at the new duty station. The General Services Administration is looking for industry help to help modernize two key IT systems the Office of Personnel Management uses to process employee retirement claims. GSA issued two requests for information under its Centers of Excellence initiative. It wants to help OPM replace the Federal Annuity Claims Expert System desktop app and the calculator claims specialists use to make annuitants benefits. GSA says the current system is reliable and accurate, but it was built with tools the manufacturer no longer supports. The RFI went out to contract on GSA's Alliant 2 government-wide acquisition contract. A former GSA executive finds a new home in industry. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with the details. Alan Thomas, who recently left after more than two years as the commissioner of the Federal Acquisition Service at GSA, has a new job. Thomas is the new executive vice president of special projects at Trowbridge, an IT services provider with defense, intelligence, and civilian agency clients. In that new role, Thomas will focus on strategic planning and analysis, mergers and acquisitions, and organizational efficiency. He also signed on as an operating advisor with Enlightenment Capital, which bought Trowbridge earlier this year. I'm Jason Miller. IBM is shuffling its executive leadership chairs. Sam Gordy was recently named the new general manager for U.S. defense and intelligence. Gordy led IBM's U.S. federal business for the last three-plus years. To replace Gordy, the company tapped Jay Bellissimo, who was global general manager for cognitive process transformation in IBM's global business services. Bellissimo has worked for IBM for more than 17 years, holding an assortment of positions, including general manager and chief revenue officer for Watson and Cloud Platform. A bill that would train federal employees on supply chain cyber threats has passed the Senate. The Supply Chain Counterintelligence Training Act would require agency procurement and contracting officials to learn how to detect counterintelligence threats in the systems and software that they buy. The training would be developed by the heads of the Office of Management and Budget, the Departments of Homeland Security, the General Services Administration, and the Director of National Intelligence. The bill now heads to the House. Some major corporations get access to the Energy Department's supercomputers. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. DOE awards $3.6 million to five companies doing research on energy and manufacturing technologies. 
Three grants go to United Technologies Research Center for projects to improve gas turbine engines, urban pollution, and additive manufacturing. General Motors will investigate advanced welding techniques. Dow Chemical will research plastics at the molecular level. These companies and others will partner with supercomputer centers at Argonne, Lawrence Livermore, Los Alamos, and Oak Ridge National Laboratories. I'm Tom Temin. A new approach to recruiting cyber talent, the Energy Department's Office of Cybersecurity, Energy Security, and Emergency Response, or CESER, has invited teams from more than 100 universities to participate in a red team, blue team cyber exercise at its national labs this weekend. Through the department's direct hire authority, officials expect to extend job offers to some of the cyber challenge participants. As part of its newest recruiting campaign, the Army is making more and more use of social media. But as Federal News Network's Jared Serbu reports, one particular social app is raising concerns for the Senate's top Democrat. In a letter to Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy, Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says he's urging the Army to revisit its use of the Chinese-owned platform TikTok. He says Chinese law makes the user data collected by the app a potential intelligence risk. Schumer wants to know whether the Army consulted with the intelligence community before it decided to use TikTok and if it's at least considered alternative platforms. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Ten Fort Meade families are suing Corvius Housing Company for neglect, breach of contract, and unjust enrichment. The families say they are living in unsanitary conditions and the company is not repairing the houses in a timely manner. The lawsuit comes nearly nine months after the company's CEO, along with other military housing leaders, pledged to be better stewards of military properties. In February, rampant reports of mice mold, lead paint, and other substandard living conditions arose from private military housing residents. And the Air Force is working on getting its weapon systems to talk to each other more. Air Force Acquisition Chief Will Roper says the service will conduct a connect-a-thon every four months to get its machines more interconnected for a fully integrated force. In December, it will test a product that will allow F-22 and F-35 software to interact. Eventually, a drone will fly along with the planes, running a program called Babblefish that will translate code between the two aircraft. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 